Hello, and welcome to How I Made It Happen, a weekly podcast hosted by me, Elizabeth Ogabi. On this podcast, I speak to women who are entrepreneurs, innovators, and game changers. I dive deep into conversation with them to understand how they've taken their ideas and made them a reality. If you're new here, here's a little introduction about me. I'm the founder of For Working Ladies, a platform for entrepreneurial thinking women. I'm also the author of the newly published book, Side Hustle in Progress, a practical guide to kickstarting your business. In this book, I share everything you need to know as you embark on your own journey of turning your ideas into reality. From how to get ideas to how to market your business, I cover it all. If you'd like to purchase a copy, the link is in the show notes and it can also be purchased at all bookstores. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Frankie Wells, the co-founder of Foundation FM, a women-led station that's rewriting the rules of radio. Launched in November 2018, Foundation FM was created by Frankie and her two friends, Amy Bennett and Becky Richardson, after noticing an increase of people in the broadcasting industry seeking safe spaces to create and share via the airwaves. The station has two goals in place. Firstly, they want to position Foundation FM as a platform for the capital's underground music, art and thoughts. And secondly, to promote artist development, career mentoring and above all, create a space which foregrounds the efforts of a diverse group of women and LGBTQ persons. In this episode, Frankie shares with me how she built her career in radio her challenge with becoming a founder and also a team leader, and why radio is still relevant despite the boom of podcasting. Here is Frankie Wells. So Foundation FM is a community radio station and now record label. It started in 2018 and I think we started it because we were just having so many conversations with so many women around us talking about the lack of space and the lack of opportunity that women were having not just in the radio industry but in the music industry as a whole and how we could change that um I'm really lucky that I have so many incredible women around me um and I was just chatting to Becky my co-founder about it and she just turned around and was like why aren't we doing this and still to this day me and her are like how did we end up doing this like why was it us but I think I think, yeah, we just thought, why not? You know, we, she she worked in labels um, and I worked in radio and I think together, like, it just made sense. So, yeah, we just kind of threw ourselves into it, like, literally got a studio, built it and, like, invited DJs down in, like, a space of three months. And here we are, like, nearly three years later, um, still going and just launched our record label. So it feels really exciting and it really does feel like, you know, we've grown not just a radio station but a family a community and kind of just shows when we all band together we can really make change and waves and in terms of um radio how do you monetize how is it funded money wise how does it work so radio I honestly describe as like having a shop with nothing to sell because radio is like something that people have like historically done for free and I think there's something really beautiful about that because there's so much passion in it obviously people need to get paid and that's like one thing that we're really um like strict on is that making sure that like people are paid so merch has been a thing we've really invested in selling merch brand partnerships like but obviously you have to get to a point you have to find money to get to those points to like be like hey we're the test and there's like 
there's so much that goes into just like working on a partnership there's like so much back and forth there's decks there's designs there's, and this is all before you've even solidified that you're getting paid so we've been really lucky like we managed to get investment for the first year but then it's all been arts council funding we were so lucky to get that during lockdown and we're going for another round of funding and yeah it's just basically like gigs we've 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 become a like basically a management company and agency at the same time so it's like booking our DJs gigs becoming their managers brand partnerships events like we kind of like several streams of income yeah yeah you have to think like that I guess and I think that you know we went in with the intention of starting a radio station but we knew that we would have to grow this as a business and this is really like we're still such early doors and we really have like we really do see a big vision for foundation becoming so much more than a radio station so it's quite exciting and it also means that my life is never boring (laughs) (laughs) clearly (laughs) recovering voice from yesterday's event (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah um so before you started foundation fm you had around six years experience um in the industry do you want to share how you got into the industry and what you were doing prior to Foundation FM? Yeah, I kind of really just um, stumbled into radio. I think I'd always loved it, but it's this thing that I think a lot of people um, can relate to is that when you don't see anyone, I didn't see any women in radio really, so I didn't feel like I could do it. And just start in student radio, which I hated. <laughs> I literally did not like anything about it apart from the fact that like apart from the fact that like when I did my show it was just me and I loved it and I thought that was I thought I was hilarious so I literally sang with sugar babes all the time um and so I kind of just loved the freedom of this like two hour slot that they'd given me and then I um got an internship at Global which look after well own heart Capital Extra, Capital, Smooth, Classic, Radio X, LBC. So like all the big ones. I got an internship, but in revenue management, lol. Um, it was like an unpaid internship for two weeks. Revenue management, I still have no idea what that means or what I was doing or meant to be doing. But I just literally got there. And for those two weeks, like I was just like, I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be in this building. Like, what can I do to stay? What can I do to stay? And I actually ended up working there for 10 months paid. And I don't know who I thought, I don't know who I thought I was, but I was like, I'm going to work here, you know, paid. And, you know, every Friday, I'm just going to walk around the building and ask if anyone wants help. And that's what I did. Very proactive. <laughs> it was very proactive, but like, I almost feel like it was proactive in, in, in like, the weirdest way so I was like I was very determined to be in that building but I just didn't have the confidence to go up to anyone in the radio teams and be like hey I want to be in radio so I was kind of networking around the whole building as in like I was working in charities I was working in the advertising I was I was I was working at like where they like make the jingles I was just like around the building so eventually like I did that for 10 months and then I finally got a job in charity so like everyone in the building basically knew who I was at one point and then I kind of finally had the confidence to be like oh I'm really interested in radio production so went in started um APing for LBC then got a social media internship at Capital Extra and then I started tech hopping for classics. So I was just in that building like 24-7, just like doing anything I could. And I wasn't, to be honest with you, wasn't very good. Like I wasn't stand out at all. I didn't have like a natural knack for any of it. I just 
I just love being there and I just love being around the people and I'm very naturally chatty so <laughs> I was just that I yeah I think I think if people from that building like knew what I was doing now they'd be like really huh <laughs> um I just think I just had like a um I don't know, yeah like I said I don't I don't think it always comes down to like natural time I think it's about practice 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 and that's just what I was doing and, and thinking outside the box a lot and so yeah I was there and then when I was there, I was just kind of like, I had the big goal of the BBC. I just really wanted to be at the BBC, which I think a lot of people do because that's what you grow up with. There's so much history and there's so many, so many roots there and you discover all your favourite bands and those momentous like interviews happen there and so many amazing names have passed through. So I was kind of like on this trajectory of commercial radio wanting to move into national radio but at the same time just like ticking away and bubbling over I had kind of like fallen into grassroots radio at Transmission Roundhouse so I was doing my own show at Transmission Roundhouse because someone said to me if you want to be a producer you have to the first person you've got produces yourself because no one's gonna just be like off the bat here you go start producing so I started producing my own show there grew quite quickly there like had the most supportive people around me um and ended up start doing that I was their grassroots network coordinator so it meant that I ended up meeting like everyone in radio from the grassroots so like Rinse and Radar at the time and NTS and Camden and just like like literally just start to represent just start chatting to everyone and yes yeah, so that was like bubbling away I was doing commercial radio finally and I mean I'm summarizing this like as in like it was it sounds like it was like a year but it was a six-year journey of me like you know I was at Global for two years and to be honest I mean it sounds like you picked up a lot along the way you you know you moved around the different departments in the radio you got to know people you asked questions you made yourself available and that's what like I'm trying to pick up like you clearly had a lot of experience before you moved on to do your own thing yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. And um, I think the good, the best thing that happened about my journey is I've kind of done it backwards. People start on community radio and then go to like commercial and, ne- and network radio. But what I did was start in network and commercial and learn like what it was like to have this like high quality production and know how to get the big guests in and think of the games and think about the content and the bigger scale and then take that to community which I think made me stand out a little bit when I finally made the like decision to leave um because I went to one extra and when I made the decision to leave one extra it was to go to radar radio and it was because I just felt there was like a lot of freedom in community radio that I you know I'd been working in radio for like at that point four years and I've just like I wasn't excited about the things I was making but I was also you know I'm from South London I've grown up here and I think we you know lucky to have always been in London nightlife and I'm so passionate about the underground and a lot of my friends were DJs a lot of my friends were producers and I just didn't see them like breaking through. And what's the difference between commercial and community radio? So commercial is like where the big money is basically so commercial is like um obviously have a lot of listeners but also accept advertising so that's what um, global does and then national is bbc which means they don't have um advertising but they have like um obviously the tv's license and other funding and yeah so that's the difference but community is basically like a community started it so they obviously get to really big levels like I mean look at NTS and look at Rinse they're huge but it's it's by the people for the people it's not it's not an establishment I would say 
but yeah that's my definition <laughs> other people have different definitions yeah but, but yeah. no it does totally make sense how you've defined it I think people would say like some is like some people one of them's professional one of them's amateur but I I feel like community radio has completely like flipped the game in the last I mean 20 years but especially in the last five so that we're all very professional and what were the biggest challenges you had when you were starting the radio station Oh my God, I think all of it, all of it was just mad. I think the fact that I'd never run a radio station before, I'd never managed a team. Like I'd never been someone's like, well, I had managed a team, but I'd never been someone's boss. Like I was, I was responsible for everything and everyone. There was a lot of emotion involved. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I was ready to be a life coach, but I've added that to the CV. I think just the scale of it, it was, it was very big and everything was new. And it wasn't like I was just, I, I was a radio producer and I've been producing radio shows. And all of a sudden I was, you know, producing like the whole schedule, booking everyone in. I was all suddenly programming. I was suddenly like booking events and working with brands and festivals and it was and it, it exploded really fast like in our first year we did wireless and lovebox it's just insane wow so yeah I think the biggest hurdles and I still have them is just like learning new things all the time but having to be the one with the responsibility so like if it goes wrong like uh, there's no one else to hold accountable apart from myself which is sometimes a great thing and sometimes the worst thing <laughs> but um and it and I am one of these typical people that like wants to be liked by everyone and sometimes I have to be the bad guy which isn't my favorite thing to do but um it's just, that's something I'm learning to how to manage my expectations other people's expectations to you know realize that like work is work and we have to set boundaries like I think in radio a lot of the time because when you're coming in so many people want it you you have to say yes to everything that's what I was I was doing I was saying yes to everything I could do that don't worry yeah I've got it we've got this and I think we were just all exhausting ourselves for a point so I think the biggest yeah hurdle has been learning everything new setting boundaries and being sometimes the bad guy but I hope everyone still loves me (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they do I think like managing a team in the early days is one of the I think it's, you know, it's a challenge that I don't think most people talk about. And like you said, a lot of emotions can come into it, especially if you haven't. I think it's different from managing a team when you are the owner of the business. Um, It's so much more different. And if your business is growing so fast, you're then having to track all the scale, having to move fast, hire more people, bring like it's it's just absolutely mental. Did you have like any support? Like, did you have mentors? Did you have coaches? Like, how did you move through that period without literally breaking down? Oh, there's been breakdowns there. I, <laughs> I don't want anyone to think there hasn't been breakdowns. There has been. Um, I've been really lucky. Like my co-founder, Becky, I, I see her as a mentor. Like she is just like, if Becky says she's going to do something, it's getting done, but it's getting done at the best, best best quality you can imagine and she's just the most confident woman like if something's bothering her if something's up like she'll be like no I'm not happy with this and we're gonna redo it and I think she just manages people in such a great way that like she's been a great person of support so she's really let me grow and she's really let me do things my way but at the same time when I need guidance and I need help and I probably every day message her being like hey what do you think of this um 
yeah, she's just there being like, how about wording it this? Like, you know, these are your next goals and this is what you need to achieve. And she's always, you know, we check in with each other like every day, but like I'd say every three months, she's like, what do you want? Like, what do you want for foundation? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your team? And I say what I want. And then she goes, okay, and now how are we going to get there? And it's just those questions that make you think just a little bit differently because then you go, okay, right. Now, now I've got to think of solutions. So she's really good at that. And it's something I've adopted as well. Like I've started saying that to my team and we've just kind of like grown together, but she's just like a couple of years ahead of me. So it's kind of nice. And then I have, I have had so many mentors, Abby McCarthy from Radio One. She was a mentor for me and literally probably one of the reasons I like ever got into producing radio. And then Nikki from Transmission Roundhouse she's been an incredible mentor to me as well um again someone who thinks outside of the box and you know she's just she just launched her own studios shout out dutchy studios who are it's just studios to record podcasts just for women it's an amazing space i'm so jealous of that space it looks amazing <laughs> um uh, and yeah marissa who's the she's the director of nts she's been incredible she's been helping me out you know taking foundation to the next step and package it up for brands she's incredible so I'm really lucky I've got so many amazing women around me who I can just you know when I need some help or some guidance they're the people that I kind of reach out to very lucky yeah I mean that's incredible to know that you've got um women supporting you in other well-established companies so you know you've got that experience behind you yeah I'm surrounded by a lot of kindness and it's just something that it, it what's the word I'm trying to think of the word but like it's it's priceless their, their kindness is priceless to me and I I try I think that's one of the reasons that people love foundation so much is because I've been treated with so much kindness and patience that like I think it's really important to put that back out there and I think yeah that kind of like it permeates through the whole of foundation which is, is really lovely like everyone's just so good to each other and very supportive of each other and very understanding so it's, it's a lovely environment to be honest I feel like I live in the future <laughs> so when I first started my career in PR like I like 10 years ago one of the first campaigns I worked on was about raising awareness for women in entertainment and arts so um it you know it was really interesting when I came across Foundation FM and saw that you know you're really kind of focused on highlighting women in radio so producers from everyone to the front end to the back end but at the same time it's still surprising to see that 10 years on we still have this problem so how is foundation fm addressing like the lack of diversity in the industry i think we just need to keep having constant conversations like we'll always have something to talk about there'll always be something to fix to be honest and we are very good at knowing when to listen and knowing when to talk. And I know, like, I completely agree with you. It's mad to me that we're still having these conversations and it's even worse that we're still having to be like, we're talked down to, we're not given this space, we're not, there's only one seat at the table, we're supposed to see each other's competition. And I think it's really important that that we have these spaces where women can come together, not just women, because, you know, we're a space for, like, queer and non-binary folk as well where we can come together with the same goal and we can all listen to each other and we can all become part of a wave and part of a change together and we always have main focuses as well so during foundation on air 
two till four, no matter, you know, what, you know, what's happening in the world, <laughs> um, two till four, there'll always be a talk show. And this will be where we can address politics. This is where we can talk about climate change. This is where we can talk about women in PR. We can talk about women in business. We can talk about queer people, like, and their journeys in the music industry. And like, basically at any point in found, uh, like any point, you will hear someone that represents you and I think that's so important like I I think for so long people have been ticking diversity boxes but actually the key is representation and conversation and we are just I think we're just not afraid to have those conversations and be brutally honest and like hold our hands up when we make our mistakes and say hey we're so ready to learn and unlearn and yeah I think it just is that thing of representation foundation we're maybe what some of the first few people to do it but the more we grow and the more we go outwards the more people will see themselves on foundation in foundation around foundation and they'll go oh I can do that too and I think we'll just see more and more change and also the demand will go up but I don't know people people love to gatekeep don't they because it makes them feel safe but I'm just going to keep pushing the gates and I don't know I think that I'm like aware of my privilege and the luck I have and I sometimes like I'm gonna have to be the person that pushes it and sometimes I'm gonna have to be the person that like speaks louder and shouts and and know that I can get like aggressive without it really like me having like huge ramifications me starting arguments without having huge ramifications and that's something we talk about a lot of foundations like who has what privilege and what that means for other women and other people around us and how we use it in the best way possible so yeah it's um I don't know and also we we ask our community a lot what they want and what they want to see and what they want to hear at the beginning of the, the year we we had a big conversation about how there wasn't enough South Asian women on air and how if they were on air they were put in one box and it was the Asian network but actually they can do so much more and they're DJs and they're producers and they make sick music and so we've had a real big push of like highlighting Asian women on our station so yeah I think it's just basically having conversation and listening and knowing when to listen and knowing when to talk yeah and I love the point that you made about representation um, especially for those who might not even know about radio as a career path when they do see someone who looks like them you know it then sometimes becomes an option they then see it as an option and when they see someone that looks like them and also, I think that's the reason why we did, we made sure two to four. And this is where my LBC experience comes in because I did LBC and everyone who calls, they're not a radio presenter, but they had, most of them had valid points. Depends where you fall on, like politically, but they had valid points. They were, and I felt like I, everyone had an opinion and a story to tell. I didn't agree with all of them, but I knew that like, just because you're not a radio presenter doesn't mean that you don't have a valid story or a valid opinion to tell. Um, so I felt like it was important for us to always have a talk show so that no matter what, like we were educating ourselves, educating people around us and ha- and being like, you might not want to be a radio presenter and that's not your trajectory. But what we can do is open up 
a space for you where you can have your opinion heard and your story told and it's it's one of my favorite slots to be honest because we've had so it's it's weird like everyone has music in common so why wouldn't everyone want to go on radio at some point and talk about the mu- music and how it impacted you or talk about you know or use music as a way to navigate a conversation like we've had conversations about you know knife crime and climate change and periods we don't just talk about periods everyone loves to think that because we're like female led <laughs> but we've talked about you Typical. know yeah exactly we've talked about everything and it's yeah I think it means that more and more people can hear themselves. And I think that's so important because, you know, even growing up, I was like, I don't know. I didn't know I could be on radio. And like, I'm a white, straight, middle class woman. And so like, you know, and I have so much privilege. So I think it's important that everyone gets to see themselves somewhere. And you mentioned earlier that the station grew really quick um and how did foundation fm stand out amongst the other mainstream stations how were you able to like really kind of attract an audience and um grow really quickly i think there was just a massive demand for a space a station like this like i don't know why it hadn't happened sooner i really don't know why we were the ones to do it but yeah i think there was just a huge demand of a place that you know, women, queer, non-binary folk come in and just feel like one, welcomed and two, believed in and supported. And yeah, I think because we were offering this space, DJs, you know, of all genres, of all, you know, levels of experience, of all ages and backgrounds, like kind of gravitated towards us. And it meant that because we got so many like exciting people around us they were shouting about us and it it actually kind of was like a word of mouth thing and yeah I think it just grew because we were providing a space that hadn't really been done before and people were just like okay like they believe in us and we believe in them it was quite like a mutual thing and it still works like that it's I I still think it's very new very young and I'm like waiting for everyone to kind of discover it but it's like a journey like I may be quite impatient I'm like what do you mean like it's not (laughs) it's not like radio one yet well I don't understand I'm quite impatient but um our thing is just like we grow our community and they grow with us and we grow with them it's yeah a very mutual thing and we just have an incredible talent like I think we can talk about, yeah, we've got, you know, women and it's different because we're a safe space, but we actually, our show is incredible. Like the DJs that we have on are sick. We just played at All Points East and, and it like, it it completely popped off. I don't know if anyone saw the videos online, but like you couldn't move the people, like people were queuing to get into our space and everyone was talking about us. Everyone was like, when are you coming back? Where can we find you? And that just happens all of the time like every to every party we go to like it pops off because we have incredible talent and I I feel very lucky that like they want to join Foundation FM or they want to be part of our community but yeah it's it lock in just so many talented people on the station and in terms of audio do you feel like podcasting is becoming a bit of a competition for radio do you feel like people are tuning more into podcasts or do you see it as they have two separate objectives and people still listen to both? I mean, I'm like a bit of an audio nerd, so I listen to both. And I, I really think that I don't see them as competition personally. I think they serve very different purposes. Like, 
and it's like it's uh, it's kind of for me like thinking about like genres in a way like some days you get up and you want to hear non-stop pop bangers you want to sing your heart out and there's other days where you're like I'm gonna listen to something really emotional and cry my heart out some days you want to listen to music and get yourself lost in it sometimes you might want to listen to a conversation about business sometimes you might want to listen to a conversation about music sometimes you might a lot of my times I want to listen to true crime what's wrong with me but I think they serve very different purposes like and I think I personally believe like podcasts have been a huge part of my growth and I, and I guess again, I feel, I don't know why I'm focusing so much on like these catch up talk shows that we have, but that was our way of having our podcast moment, so we can have that conversation. Like, I don't think I think you know audio is always changing and growing; it's not going away, but it evolves. And I think the only way to move forward is to uh, you know acknowledge and evolve with it. So yeah, I'm I'm a big podcast fan. I listen to podcasts all the time when I can. Yeah, I mean, growing up, I wanted to be either a TV presenter or a radio presenter, one of them. And when podcasting came about, that was really, that was my path into actually making that happen. So I do think in terms of anyone that wants to do it, it's easy access because you can really start your own podcast, right? Um, And just put it out there. Whereas radio might be a bit more challenging to get into, you know, but um, either way, like you said, they serve two different purposes, so I think that they're both still very relevant. I think they're like similar to um, similar to podcasts, like with radio, that you can just put and if you can just put it online, like Mixcloud's incredible, SoundCloud's incredible. Like you can just download a free editor suite. There's Repo or Audacity. I would recommend watch YouTube tutorials, get the tracks record yourself on your phone and then chop it all up like and then just put it out there like one girl her name's Maya she did a show called The Fresh Fix and she just started it on her own and she ended up doing a show for Foundation FM and represent because she was like hey Ed just so you know I've started this show and she would just update me like every three months being like I'm focusing on this month and it wasn't like hey where's my show I want a show it was like hey I just love this so much I'm doing it anyway but if you want it on your station that's cool and yeah she's she's grown so much she's incredible and a lot of people do that like they just and I've definitely done this a lot of people wait for permission they wait for someone to go yeah you're good you you can do it now but I think if you just believe in yourself it takes practice you're always going to start off rubbish I know I did so yeah I think just start yourself and don't wait for anyone to tell you what you can and can't do so you had experience in the industry but you didn't have experience actually starting a business. So were there any important books or podcasts, any resources that you use that you would recommend to our listeners? I'm terrible. Uh, No, there isn't. But I talk to everyone, like every... My sister said something once to me. She was like, Frankie, you can't tell people your ideas because it's like, what if they don't happen? And I was like, no, I tell people... I tell every single person that will listen about my ideas because they'll be like, do you know who you should get in touch with? Do you know what you should do? Do you know what you should read? So I just... I just talk to everyone about my ideas. Do you know how many things I've said I'm going to do and have never happened? Because who who do I think I am? I haven't got the time. But I come up with ideas all the time. And I just think, yeah, I just listen to everyone's advice. And I don't have, and what I love about advice is I don't have to take it. Um, I'm I'm really bad. I really haven't read any books. I'm looking at my bookshelf. I really haven't read any books or listened to any podcasts on it. But I just talk to everyone all the time. And like I said, I've got really great, 
uh, mentors. So yeah, I'm quite lucky. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's a brilliant resource in itself, just having a, a group of mentors to talk to. And for anyone who wants to start a career in radio, what are the three tips that you would give them? Don't wait for permission. Don't just start. You can just start in radio. Um, be proactive and don't try and be anyone else. I think for like a good year of radio, I was, I looked up to a producer friend of mine so much and I, she was a few years older than me and I just wanted what she had. I was actually like, oh, you've got, you've got my dream job. You've got the dream show. You're an incredible DJ. And I spent like a year trying to be her, but guess what? She was smashing being her. I could not compete with her. So I wasted a whole year trying to do something that wasn't coming natural to me. Um, so just believe in your source. Don't, I, I used to be so bad for comparing myself to everyone and everything. Don't compare and be, and just be in the moment, enjoy your journey because it will work out. Like it really just will work out. It, I've had some shocking times. Like I've been fired. I've gone, I've been, I, I had a six month stint when I didn't work in radio at all. Like no, couldn't get any freelance work. I've had times where I was like, it's just not happening for me. I've applied for so many more radio jobs than I've actually got. Like when I was working in global revenue management, I must have got rejected for like 20 jobs. Like I've had some shocking moments. And I think it's so easy to look at someone else and go, oh, they just they just woke up like that. Like getting to where I am has been a uphill battle, been a huge struggle. But you just learn on the way it gets easier and everything pays off like your hard work will be recognized and like just enjoy the journey and know that everything's a lesson and you're doing you and you're great at it and looking into the future what are the next steps or future plans for foundation fm I've got so like I say I've got so many ideas half of them don't happen but um so we've just started managing some of our DJs which is really exciting because like I'm a huge fan of them and what's really great is that we've built this relationship of trust and you know foundation is a place where you come cut your teeth and you like learn and you grow and then we don't want you to stay at foundation we want you to go to radio and we want you to go to kiss and capital or we want you to tour the world but we are just big fans of you. And I think that, yeah, so we started managing and we're really pushing, like, we're like, get out of here, crazy kids. Go and, go and take on the next step. We started managing our DJs. We're going to start our own event. I think after this summer, done so many festivals and residencies. We've, you know, we were in lockdown as a radio station longer than we were have been out of lockdown. So we've not really done our own events. And something I was very nervous to do because you don't you don't events this thing where you just don't know what's going to happen until you're there um which I don't like um but yeah so I, you never know how it's gonna go could go either way events are one of those things that you can just never know which way it could go but you know fingers crossed you can't even prepare you cannot even prepare for what's going to go wrong like I don't, I don't know but yeah so finally gonna do our own events which I am weirdly excited about but also nervous um and just do more festivals hopefully do more collaborations with other radio stations I'm a big fan of connecting with other radio stations in Europe and across the world and yeah just grow the community become even bigger have more friends make more family like yeah lots 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 coming up which I think is very exciting Amazing. Yeah. And last question is, how can people tune in to Foundation FM? 
Come on. Um, it's foundation.fm if you want to listen live, or you can go on our website, foundation.fm, and find all of the shows or on Mixcloud. Just search Foundation FM. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Frankie, for coming onto the show. It's been amazing having you. Definitely a different type of business that we've looked into today. So I really love that you've, you know, you've brought something new to the table, especially for those that really want to get into this industry. So thank you so much. No, thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. That's it for this episode of How I Made It Happen. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do follow, leave a review and a rating as it really helps others in discovering the podcast. And lastly, if you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, you can sign up for that at fourworkingladies.com. Thank you for listening. 